is the triumphant return of Tara Mahadevan. Oh, yeah. What's up? I missed you, Tara. Yo, listen, my body's just been quitting on me, so. But look. Shout out Alkaline Water. (laughs) Shout out Alkaline Water. (laughs) Yo. uh, Aspirational uh, sponsor. Yes. Essential. Essentia. Essentia. Sorry. No, actually, you know what? We should holler at them. To be honest, are they from Chicago? Um, no, but they—I don't think so. But they do stuff in the area, and we should get at them because we like to stay hydrated. We do, mm-hmm. um, and we are—we are also, you know, we have, of course, uh, in the building an incredible guest who is uh, partaking of one of our sponsors, Stolen Spirits, the libations. Uh, we're we're off the Stolen Spirit whiskey. They're flowing. They are Those flowing. Libations. They are. Thankfully, we have uh, Tara. Of course, we have. A really dope guest in in the house tonight. We do. Um, someone who is a photographer, a videographer, a designer, uh, an art director. Um, you know, someone who I'm excited to to you know chop it up with a little bit. Uh, Nico Surridge is in the building. Oh, what's, what's up, guys? Up? Good to see you, man. Thank you. You as well. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're excited to get into it, but before we do, uh, Max the Snack Tour did pick up some things from the corner store to uh, give you before we begin i uh i hope you are uh enjoying the the stolen spirits in addition mm-hmm. um max got you some frito-lay munchy flaming hot snack mix oh, and of wow. course as you know you know that's the doritos the cheetos the yep. sun chips and the rolled uh-huh. gold. Fire. yeah wow. that is fine that's a big ass bag too yeah, actually it's one mean, of the favorites yeah definitely that's yeah. crazy um and then max also got you a uh kiwi strawberry all-natural snapple oh wow in the new plastic bottle which um, yeah still is feels like glass but oh i don't know isn't it is it better is in the plastic no right isn't glass better i mean it's it all seems cheaper. to be a problem yeah yeah it's tough yeah, to say. yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Way. i'm sure both are uh, ruining the environment <laughs> plastic true. may be quicker yeah yes yeah. Yeah. um but nico thank you for being here man thank you yeah i appreciate it no yeah. we're excited um you make beautiful things oh Thank you. <laughs> and and we're, we're absolutely curious about your process and, uh, you know, what you choose to, to um, you know, make pictures of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also you do cut and sew pieces, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. So let's just the history of making. Like when, when, when did you start to become uh, a creative person? Um, well, I honestly, I started taking pictures, obviously not of like rappers or anything, but I got my first camera when I was in, like, fifth grade, I want to say. So I was pretty young. My mom actually went to school for photography uh, at Columbia back in the day. So it's kind of something that was always around. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was something I necessarily liked at first. It was kind of annoying being around that all the time. So it's kind of crazy how it came back. But Were you the subject of your mother's uh, camera or no? I I have four brothers and a sister. So... That's a big family. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was a lot of photo photo moments that, that she tried to make happen. <laughs> what about but. videos, though? Because, like, home videos are Oh, yeah. Thing. Did you have that uh, in your life, too? Are you yeah. well-documented as a child? I'm pretty well-documented. You that's know, good, I, though. It's been it's a while cool. since we've yeah. uncovered all of them, so I don't, I don't remember everything that's been, that's been grabbed. But I'm sure there's, there's a good amount of it. Yeah. Well, that's cool, though. So, you, so your mother is a creative person. Mm-hmm. Um, Pops? Um, he's kind of more on like the engineering side, but I guess he's kind of a creative person too. He did a lot of like building with wood and stuff. Mm. Um, so that's kind of just like another thing that's just been around. Like, do you do that too? Oh, I guess the cut and sew. Yeah. 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 I have some, I'm about to start doing prints on wood panels too. Like wood boards too. How do you do that? Um, something seems like a a transfer or something. Yeah. There's a couple different ways, but you could use like 
different kinds of glue or like acetone uh, to transfer images on a certain piece of like paper onto wood. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple different ways. That's cool. Yeah. But so, yeah. So you're are you, you're from the area? Um, I was raised in the suburbs in a town called Elgin. Yeah, sure. Yeah, oh, so it's northwest a little bit. Yeah. And were you were you a creative uh, young man as well? Were you in high school and whatnot? Were you also getting into the arts? Yeah, I went to this high school. Uh, it was called South Elgin High School, but they had the the district E46 has a little like academy program within their high schools. Um, and South Elgin's was broadcasting communications. So in high school, we had two classes a day where it was kind of like every year we learned something different in the broadcast kind of environment. So. Like one year was we had to get certified uh, for Final Cut Studios. So it was like one year was all learning how to edit and do motion graphics and all that stuff. So that definitely played a big role in like the music video aspect of what I do. Did you test into that or you just choose? Yeah, I did. But I don't know. It's kind of tough because I was like forced to do it. So uh, it wasn't really something that was I was like in- necessarily enthusiastic about at first. But it grew on me when I had like more of a creative, uh, like just aspect to it. Like when I didn't have to do something specific, you know. So did you pick up a camera before that, or? Yeah, no. Uh, like I, like I said, I had a, a like a old VHS camcorder and like a like a little point and shoot Kodak, like from the two thousands. So I had a camera for a while. Yeah. But. So when, when at, the, at what point, um, well, first of all, what kind of kid were you in high school? Like even you were in this academy, were you going to class regularly? What were you doing? Uh, Who were no, you? I was a good kid. I went to class, but I wouldn't say like, I was pretty shy. So I didn't really do anything like outside of the box. Like I didn't do anything extra other than what I like was required to do, if that makes sense. So I just kind of went to school, did the assignments, and then just kind of chilled. I didn't really do, I played rugby. But that was mm. it. Shit. Okay. That's, That's a very serious sport. Yeah. 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 Okay. I didn't even know that like high schools had rugby teams in America. It was like, it was a district team. So it was like all the high schools that had, I guess it was kind of a club, but it was, I don't know. It's kind of serious because we played teams in the city and stuff too. So it was like, it was organized, but mm. not necessarily within the high school, like official for the school, if that makes oh, okay, sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, part of what uh, you've, you know, you part of what you're developing a reputation for are your photographs of mm-hmm. these really beautiful uh, photographs, <laughs> portraits staged in the act of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, creating of, of hip hop artists. Yep. And so at what point, how, do, how does your own kind of hip hop narrative work or your own trajectory, you know, within the form? Um, I mean, honestly, I didn't really like hip hop music as much when I started doing it. Um, but I guess like when I started working with like rappers and getting into the music scene it was kind of like it was cool to be able to pick and choose like this the artists that I liked and liked their music and like to be able to work with them after a certain point of time so it kind of helped me like be able to appreciate hip hop and like rap a little more which made it a little more enjoyable to to do and it made it kind of cool being able to photograph all these artists that like I would be listening to when I wasn't doing this like and stuff so it was cool to be able to appreciate something that I wasn't necessarily like super fond of doing this. So where were some where were some of your first breaks into in I mean yeah into the the industry I guess. Um, I worked with Lyrical Lemonade a lot uh, and Cole when he was starting up and shot 
like a couple of their first shows that they had back at like Reggie's back in the day. Um, so I was kind of like my first, like when I first started getting into doing this, it was like shooting like Supa and like Kari and like like some some old school like Monster Mike and like people like that in Chicago. So like it's kind of cool seeing like those people are going crazy right now. Like Kari, like he's he's doing a lot of cool stuff. Like all of them like. Yeah, no, those are amazing artists. Oh, Kari's like one of my favorite lyricists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, can write for real. Yeah. Um, and so you, I mean, that's not that long ago. Probably two years, maybe. Okay. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. I didn't really know what you meant by lyric lemonade's like beginning, though. I guess you know. I thought they yeah, were been around two, two three years ago. Yeah, yeah, been around for a while, yeah. but I think like started to gain a larger yeah, and larger yeah. presence at that point. Um, so that's interesting. I mean, because you know you're you're photographing a, a genre even that you you know might not be even that familiar. I wonder if that mm-hmm. gives you a kind of uh, you're able to bring a different kind of eye aesthetic to to the form to the genre in that way. Where does like how do you develop your own kind of artistic presence, your gaze, uh, you know, your view into into photographing a subject? Um, I mean, honestly, I try to do stuff a little different. Like a lot of times, I'm I'm lucky to be able to work with the artist more than one time. Like, most of the time, it's not like I'm just photographing their show. Like, I'm not just another cameraman in, like, the crowd. But I I get a chance to, like, a lot of the artists that I have, like, frequent work with, it's like I've gotten a chance to, like, actually hang out with them and, like, talk to them and, like, kind of get a vibe with them. So it's like the first time I see an artist or get to, like, meet them, I try not to be too crazy with the camera and, like, take, a bunch of pictures and like video and stuff because it's kind of annoying like i feel like i get better work with someone that is like i have an actual vibe with it's like there's something more than just me being a like a cameraman to them you know yeah because so, you can like capture more vulnerable moments and, yeah. yeah all my pictures too a lot of people don't know like i would say probably 95 percent of my pictures are candids like none of my pictures really are like them posing for me it's just like a moment that i was able to capture so you have to be hanging out at that point right mm-hmm. uh and it, so that's part of your practice is developing a social rapport with yep. a subject who yeah. is an artist that you might be working with definitely who are, who are some of your you know the folks that you've enjoyed working with the most um honestly well probably one of my favorite experiences like my favorite people i gotten to work with i would say is Lil peep um and also uh smoke perp and low pump back in the day like before they really like when i worked with low pump it was like before he was even a rapper like before that was even like a thing like he was just smoke perp's friend like a little kid like oh yeah yeah yeah. because so. all from florida right mm-hmm. yeah, so that's yeah this photo is wild with like the is that a bazooka yeah, I think yeah. So. There's he this got, like, like a machine gun or a bazooka in in, in Lil Pump's mouth that you. And, yeah, honestly, and he has like the all white contacts. Yeah, I don't know. If uh, I can't really see that well. Yeah, he's got some. He's got yeah. some crazy <laughs> stuff going on. But yeah, that was definitely a, a interesting experience. That was definitely in, like the beginning of when I first like started working with rappers. So it was something that was like, as someone that grew up in the suburbs, you know, kind of like a little more sheltered. It was weird to be like. You weren't um, around machine guns. They casually have, yeah, a guy pulling up in a mask with a machine okay, gun. Is that shit just, real? I just didn't think yeah. about it, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I probably yeah, shouldn't right. say too much about that. But yeah. Well, so, so well, I mean. Well, 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 but yeah. I want to ask about Lil Pete. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was working with, I mean, you know, R.I.P. and all that. But. Yeah, honestly, it was, it was awesome. He was like, he was a lot 
more of like a nice and like like he didn't seem like if you listen to his music and got mm-hmm. a chance to hang out with him it's like he wasn't like a, a sad like mopey person all the time like he was nice to everyone like he was happy like he was energetic like he wasn't like mean to people like he showed everyone like equal respect like love like it's actually funny we were shooting a video uh at midnight cinema i don't know if you're familiar with paul john and them um, but we were shooting a video there i don't think it actually ever got released but they had a prop gun um that shot blanks and one of the scenes he like it was at a funeral and he got out of which is actually another crazy story the video that we shot he was in the a casket wow like, oh, shot in the casket so one of the scenes he got right out of the here. casket mm-hmm. and he shot like the blank gun at this dude but he was a little too close and it was a random like extra like a random like paid extra i'm pretty sure it was shot him a little too close and like burnt his face a little bit and like oh, he shit. was almost in tears like he felt so bad like was so apologetic yeah. like got him ice made sure he was good like before we even did anything else with the video so like yeah i feel like i only hear good things about him that must have been hard then for you when you know like for so many when he passed but someone who you worked close with and had a good Mm -hmm. it was tough working relationship when he passed uh double x like i didn't know he passed until i saw a double xl tag me and like they used my picture saying that like announcing that he passed so it was like i had i think that day i probably got like 500 comments on like my pictures of little people i had on my page and like half of them were just nasty ass like things about low people like a lot of people even after he passed didn't really like they were just saying shitty stuff like yeah about him yeah. but and then how did you get involved in that crew from florida that little pump smoke perp like how did how did those relationships begin to fall so i've always been interested in in that in that crew in that moment because mm-hmm. i think from what i've heard them talk about is that they were really influenced by chicago's uh you yeah. know drill scene i guess and and yeah so I, i'm curious was from chicago for a while he uh he lived in chicago for a little while um which i think a lot of people don't really know about I, yeah i did not know that yeah I didn't yeah know that. Mm-hmm. yeah when i uh was at that video shoot that was with cole we were out in miami for uh it's actually me and his birthday for our uh 21st birthday my 21st birthday so we went out there with a bunch of friends and we're out there for a couple of days and it just happened to happen he shot with um uh stitches too yeah it was we shot with stitches and then we oh, shot with uh smoke perp in them nice stitches yeah. is not that rapper with the with the crazy yeah, face. oh god everywhere. i thought that's what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> is he your homie is he your homie stitches yeah uh, I honestly I didn't go to that video shoot but I heard he was crazy yeah he's scary I didn't want to diss your homie but he's scary <laughs> like he was like he would like roll down the window and like scare people out the window like yeah no, right I mean, he, he knew he was fair, a scary fair. looking person <laughs> he, I mean he's just he's really an iteration of the contemporary freak show like and, and I don't mean <laughs> yeah, that in a, in a yeah, no. pejorative sense I mean that in like there was emo- you know like there's a history of freak shows mm-hmm. in this country right. and around the world he, he seems to be in a lineage it. reminds me of it not yeah. that it had that, but the smile. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's it's off putting. I would say, yeah, you know? that's that's a fair assessment. Um, so, Double XL is is one of the spaces that you will publish in, you know, online uh, mm-hmm. often. How, how does that relationship, f- you know, form? Um, honestly, it kind of started out super randomly. I I really just woke up one morning and had DMs from um, 
from their account they followed me and dm me and just said that they really like my pictures and they would love if it was possible that they could post some more of my pictures um of course with my uh my approval um so one of the people that runs their instagram account uh max reached out to me and kind of just gave me his number and was like if you ever have pictures you want to share and you want to get them posted I-, I would love to i would love to post them um and it's actually just starting to develop now they they probably honestly posted like it's tough to say probably like 50 plus of my pictures in the oh, past wow. year so when i went to the office like i i went to the office i'm one or two photographers that like got to be in front of their little backdrop like they put me on their story and did all that and like she literally introduced me to the office and was like uh, everyone that runs the instagram like this is nico like m- part of the reason our instagram has been so fire lately so it was like it's kind of cool we're working on a little deal right now too to do uh some of the work for their freshman class oh nice um so hopefully that goes through that would be super cool to do yeah that would be a lot of fun to do Mm-hmm. So you like working in that space? I mean, not the space of double XL. Yes, the space of double XL, but in the in the in the broader space of of hip hop. Yeah, it's cool. At first, at first, I really liked it because it was like like pictures like the smoke perp and low pump pictures. It's like I felt I had a lot of pictures that uh, like the smoke perp and low pump pictures got used for so many things. Like there was a point where I almost had to get a lawyer because there was like there was two websites. Like one was like a Chinese company, and one was like some company from like portland that was making t-shirts with like my pictures on them like oh wow uh, promoters were using them for flyers like it was like all his soundcloud like album covers for that time and it was just like are you supposed to like watermark them like how do you they could always cut that out right, i was supposed to but yeah i was just like because watermarks decided, could just ruin the photo yeah you know? that's why i don't use watermarks yeah. i don't i don't like the way it looks on there but. no but a good lawyer would help do you yeah, i'm sure yeah, you yeah. probably have one now i imagine Honestly, that's the last instance that has been super serious that I've, I've needed one. But I, I have a couple, a couple lawyers that I work with if I need for that kind of stuff. Yeah. But. Um, well, I, I know I, I don't know the story, but uh, you know there was a, an incident with Lil Yachty. Um, <laughs> is that right? And and and, and Fonny. Yeah. If yeah. you can, if you can tell us that that story. Honestly, I I don't know the story. Super crazy. Uh, I was at South South by Southwest at the time, and I know that. For some reason, I, th- I think it was one of some producers that they work with. Like Yadi had problems with Fani, and just they ran into Fani at the hotel and just got in a little fight with them. But can you document? I don't like. How are you involved? I'm honest. I wasn't involved at all. Double okay. XL just. Uh, I happened to get pictures of both of them from that weekend, and they okay. just. That was one of the instances where they just took my pictures and just. And just used them yeah just ran with it yeah i think i think yeah. it's interesting and i think maybe i, I don't love how magazine any mag any outlet uh-huh. will f- will kind of like fuel the flame of a yeah. beef you know Yo, but <laughs> that shit riveting sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i don't know who Fonny is you know <laughs> yeah. and that beef seemed kind of petty but like the greater beefs yeah drake and pusha sure nikki and cardi cardi and tommy loren like <laughs> Yeah, and tiger with everyone. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, so at this point, you are you are living off of photography. Yeah, uh, within all the creative stuff that I do, it's that's yeah. Right, you're living as a creative. So, Mm -hmm. so let's talk about some of the other the other work that you you know some of the other things that you're working on as Mm -hmm. well. 
Um, right now, something that I've been spending a lot of time on as of recently is um, I do cut and sew uh, clothes. So I do like custom denim, uh, one of one orders. So it's like I'll, I'll take everyone's measurements, um, come up with the design. A lot of times I'll like go to people's houses too. So it's like kind of a collaborative experience. Like I'll help you make a pair of pants that you kind of just wanted to be made. And it's like I make them so they fit you. Um, so they want to one to fit like every person. So it's, it's pretty dope. Yeah. I spent a lot of time sewing. How did you, uh, come to start sewing? Um, my mom too. Mm. Yeah. She used to make her clothes. No, when I was a little kid, she used to make, she did a lot of random craft stuff. Um, but your mom sounds pretty dope. Are you all close? Yeah, we're all we're all pretty close. Okay, I'd say most of my creator stuff is definitely it comes from her. Does she? Does she? Is she a fan of your work? You know, she's not super familiar with like the rap scene, but she <laughs> that's knows, as, as that's you know, fair. most moms yeah. I would assume. So she doesn't really necessarily understand everything that I do, but she knows that I'm doing something that's that's good. Yeah, yeah. but the, there's also an aesthetic quality. I mean, there's a beauty to your photographs. It's mm-hmm. not you know, it's not like you're yeah yeah. No, definitely I. I don't think she has an Instagram or uses it. So it's fair. she yeah. she probably hasn't seen a majority of my pictures, but I make prints all the time and leave them around the house and she'll find them and be like, oh, is this yours? And I'll be like, yep. She'll be like, oh, nice. That's cool. It's cool. Are your, are your siblings creative people too? Um, my older brother, he played guitar and stuff. He, he did a lot of drawing. Um, my younger siblings draw and stuff a lot, but nothing really that's that's a i'd say a passion currently for so any you, you draw too i try to draw i'm not the best drawer but I, I do my best when i need to so for the for the for the cut and sew and for the for the mm-hmm. dyeing uh denim in the in the construction of these clothes uh where where is that going for you i mean how long have you been doing that and and are you working towards a a line is it just mm-hmm. you know what yeah so um I mean, I've been tailoring my clothes and kind of, like, adjusting my clothes when I need to um, probably for, like, five years since I was in high school. I just always fit denim weird, so it's like, either wear clothes that didn't really fit right mm-hmm. or figure out how to make them fit right. Um, so I sewed then, and then I'd say probably six months ago, I went to L.A. Um, to do some work um, and didn't want to come back to Chicago too soon, so I started like I, I was making denim for myself and i was with just all my friends would always be like yo let me get a pair let me buy a pair so kind of just started like that and i ended up like i stayed in la for an extra three months like <laughs> living airbnb to airbnb like for a month at a time off of like making denim for people out there nice so There's- at that point it was kind of like i just started making stuff that i thought would be cool for me and it's, if, if people wanted it i would kind of just open it up to a few people to select people where did you source your denim because i know there's like that area where it's mm-hmm. all the you know yeah, it's all over by a uh, skid row in yeah LA, right right yeah. downtown la yeah but it's all wholesale people it's like it's a lot of italian families like just old like it's honestly a lot of old like grandpas like just that have had stores passed on from generation to generation okay. so it's been cool i i try and be super nice to them because they let me go in the back of the store and kind of just dig around for stuff and just uh, i made a pair of denim when i was out there it was like he told me when i found it he's like oh that's from 30 years ago like that hasn't been touched in like over 20 years like wow 
So it's cool That's to kind of it's kind of like uh, shopping, like like a DJ looking for records. You know, yeah. Right. What, what do you what do you look for when you when you kind of sift through through denim? I try not to be super particular for what I'm looking for because it could be tough when you have to like it, they're all wholesale. So it's like sometimes there's a, a selection of stuff that you could actually get without buying, you know, like a whole roll, like 200 yards of denim. So I really just look for stuff that's different, stuff that I, I would like like with something that I have in my wardrobe or something that I just think that's different, that's unique. I don't know. I don't like to work with stuff that's like super basic or something that's like used a lot. Mm, yeah. That's kind of why I started dyeing stuff because it was like mm. so I could get white. you dye the denim? Yeah. I bought, I bought a big-ass roll of probably... 100 yards of some white denim when i was out there oh and so it's kind of just i'm working on getting it sublimated now so getting images printed on the denim but right now it's just like it's cool to dye and make it like exactly the color you want and just keep messing with it until it turns out how you want how do you dye it in like a big tub yeah okay just a big tub and a lot of denim dye yeah yeah cool and do you have do you have influences in terms of the photography and in terms of the fashion are there folks that you look to who you are motivated by inspired by um i honestly wouldn't say there's a whole lot of people there's a couple like smaller photographers in la that do like portraits that i like but i wouldn't say there's anyone that i really like look up to and like in a sense for photography like i try and just worry about my work get it out there and not worry too much about you know looking at other people's stuff as much yeah um cool and and where uh so for the denim you're taking orders like people people could holler at you Mm -hmm. yeah true yeah i do most of my stuff on instagram i'm working on getting a web store set up right now but it's kind of difficult because i really do it like i do it based on like fabric i buy so it's like if i have fabric i'll post on my story and if someone sees it, it's like, oh, I like that. Then it's like, all right, I got enough to make mm-hmm. one or two pairs left if you want a pair. Um, cool. So it's like, nah, I don't have like 10 pairs of everything I make. It's like everything is one of one. Like everything is only going to come out once. Mm. So, Which is dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where where can people find you on, on uh, Instagram or the internet? Uh, my Instagram is at Nico Surridge. Uh, it's N-I-C-O-S-I-R-R-I-D-G-E. Uh, and it's the same thing for my Twitter and everything, but I don't really use Twitter that much. Cool. And yeah, yeah well, of course, because you're a visual person. So mm-hmm. the gram is probably the yeah, primary space. It's the spot. Uh, so you, you mentioned the double XL piece and, and potentially working with the, the freshman uh, mm-hmm. class. What else in this year are you looking forward to or some of the projects that you're excited about or could talk about? Mm-hmm. Um I'd say the double XL is definitely at the top of my list. Uh, that would be something really cool that would be uh, to do. But I'm working on a couple of radio stations. Stations in Chicago are trying to make me influencers um, for them. So that'd be kind of cool. I want to try and be more involved in Chicago. It's kind of tough when I, I like to be in LA and New York a lot. So it's it's tough to stay on top of things that are happening here when I'm not really here too much. Um, but I'm looking to to drop a, a line at some point this year. I can't really say when because it's kind of just like I'm I'm collecting stuff now to save for that. But probably sometime at the end of the year I'll do that. But really, it's kind of I'm doing a lot of music videos, 
so far 2019 so i'll have probably six videos dropping i'd say early february end of july or i mean january don't but can um, you say some of the artists honestly it's not it's, it's a lot of people from from like my hometown from elgin a lot of smaller artists that i'm trying to just work with while i'm here um is there a good growing music scene in elgin there's a couple people that are 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 really working towards making something happen for themselves um but i wouldn't say there's too many people from elgin that are really in the scene but um i have a video dropping with my homie comla uh he's from chicago uh and my homie uh brent rambo they're both uh doing stuff in chicago too but it's gonna be a bunch of stuff dropping soon don't cool good and uh one more time uh on the gram where can people get at you it's nico surridge uh, N-I-C-O-S-I-R-R-I-D-G-E Bet. Well thank you so much man Thanks for putting beautiful shit into the world And yeah, really thanks. excited for what is uh, to come too So Thank you, thank I appreciate you. it Thanks for being here Yo we want to thank DJ Exist for the beat Langston Olsen for the art Big ups, Todd Manley at WGN Radio. And Max and Dami, the corner store interns. Salutes to our super producer, DJ Cash Era. You can keep in tune with the corner store at cornerstore underscore pod on Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud. Also, you can stream and download the corner store wherever you listen to podcasts. And please rate and subscribe and comment on iTunes. Please, y'all, consider giving us those five stars. Thank you for listening. We're going to see you next week. The Corner Store is brought to you by Stolen Spirits.